Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Fuzzy, and today's guest is Lisa Raftery. Lisa Raftery is a ministry wife, mother of four, former high school teacher, current homeschool instructor, and co-author of the Mr. Wright series. She's been married to her Mr. Wright for 15 years. Lisa works with teens and singles, and she's done this for over three decades. She has ministered to countless women, getting to know their life stories, as well as the challenges of navigating life in today's culture. She has a strong passion to see young women become who they were created to be, to experience the best life in Christ. In this episode, we talk about having tools to communicate tough topics like purity that are such vital topics to talk about. Also, that it's always important to talk about purity earlier rather than later and how girls need their moms more than they even realize. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Lisa has to say. Let's get into the podcast. I will be holding a lesson planning masterclass on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The first 100 people will get it for $25 along with two one-week science lessons after the masterclass. Register below and I will see you on October 15th. And today we have Lisa Raftery. She is an author and a busy mom of four. Lisa, (laughs) say hello to our guests and tell us what is something you think most people don't know about homeschooling? Well, hey, everybody. I think a lot of people think that homeschooling is just formal school at home. And I know that for me, I've been an educator for about 28 years. I taught in public high school. I've taught in private school. I was also a ministry wife. And it wasn't until we had moved and had different curriculums, gaps really from different programs my students were part of, my children were a part of, that suddenly homeschooling was an amazing option to be able to bridge those gaps and really help my son in particular, my oldest child with his schooling. And so when I first started homeschooling myself, I've homeschooled for about 12 years now, but when I first started that journey, I think a lot of people have this feeling that you have to recreate formal school at home. And I think that's something that as you do it, you realize, wait a minute, I, I can do so much more with homeschooling that I can do in a formal setting. And you have so much more margin flexibility. You don't have to do school from 7.30 to 3.30. There are so many things you can do at different hours, different days, different methods, blocking. So I think that's probably a big misnomer that people have when they first start. Yeah. Now you have four kids. Are you still homeschooling or are you like done the half and half? Are your kids older? Your kids are older, right? So my kids are 22, 20, 17, 15, and throughout this journey, I mean, I have done complete independent study, 
Typically, we were part of a co-op or a charter school. So we've kind of done it all, depending on where we lived. We've moved a lot of states. So we've seen a lot of different programs. And they've always been a part of, I mean, sometimes independent study, but a lot of times part of of things that were available in the community as well, like labs for their sciences and such. So I, I have two that have already graduated. And then the last two right now are part of a charter school that's a hybrid. So they're on campus part of the time, and then they're also at home part of the time. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to talk more about your books because you have some (laughs) really awesome books for young women, things that, you know, might be a little bit difficult for moms to have the conversation with. You kind of have those books written out. So your books are called Waiting for Mr. Right, which I love. Meeting Mr. Right. Now, what do we do? And we've met him and then marrying Mr. Right. So you kind of are covering this whole scope of like, pre-dating and getting into that commitment and you have a workbook that goes with it can you tell us like what inspired you to create these books and you co-authored it right i did so absolutely it'd be my pleasure so at the time as a pastor's wife ministry wife working with a lot of young people my mom was active in the church as well working with young people and she actually came up with the idea and said hey i've written a book i think we could help a lot more of our girls if they had something in their hands that they enjoyed and that we could use to have the conversations and um that was shocking to me like oh you wrote a novel she had written a lot of children's curriculum and things like that but this was fiction and i honestly just prayed please lord let me like it because if i don't i have to tell her (laughs) but i loved it i loved it it resonated with me and what we were seeing is so many girls christian girls girls that love the lord but who were kind of leading double lives So whether it was with boyfriends or some of their choices, they wanted to serve and honor God, but they really wanted that attention from the boyfriend, for example. And so kind of having their feet in both worlds and needing a lot of mentoring and encouragement. And this would be a way that we could put a tool into the hands of mentors, particularly moms. So it's so much easier to read a novel together. She can read it separately or you can read it together or however you want to do it. But it's so much easier to talk about characters' issues. So you can locate your team. You can see where are you at with this? Where are you at with that? Without actually putting them on the spot. So you don't have to say, do you feel insignificant without a boyfriend? Right? You don't want to put that on them if they don't. But what you can do is say, why did Julia feel insignificant without a boyfriend? And so you can start locating your teenager on where they are with certain issues. And as you talk through them, one, you can say, oh, they have a really good understanding with that. Or two, okay, I see they really don't have a very good understanding with that. I'm going to need to set some understanding. We're going to need to have some conversations so that she has a better understanding of how dynamics work or what, how your faith needs to motivate this or that, or your relationship with God, where's that at? Even those things. And then how that bleeds into the choices they're making. So she came up with this idea. I came on board, loved it. And out of it, we came up with three novels. It's the Mr. Right series. And as you said, waiting for Mr. Right, meeting Mr. Right, mirroring Mr. Right, but it's Julia, the main character. It's her journey, really just her journey in growth. So she's a great Christian girl who loves the Lord, loves her parents, But she's been waiting a long time for a boyfriend and she just thinks her parents have been way too strict. And so she goes off to college 
and she's determined to find Mr. Right. But by the time she gets to the end of novel one, she realizes, okay, I need to be waiting for Mr. Right. I basically went out and found Mr. Wrong because he said he was a Christian and I said, good enough. So even though she knew, you know, you know, you have the witness, you're like, ah, but you know what? I'm going to have a boyfriend. And then um, the second book is about now doing it uh, in a, with wisdom and your parent as your ally and then her meeting Mr. Right, but all the things that go through that. So the first book's more about getting ahead of God's plan, being impatient, making something happen, and then getting in a relationship and realizing that it's a lot more complex. And a lot of times it's not the easiest to get out of and dealing with compromise and dealing with just a whole bunch of things that girls go through and really coming to realize that when you hide things from your parents and when you hide things from people who love you and your Christian community, then you're left alone to deal with them. And her just coming to terms with like, oh, I need help. And then realizing her parents are her greatest ally. They've invested the most in her. They are there for her. And then, you know, what happens when she's honest about things that are going on in her life and whatever. And, and then at the end, realizing, oh, I haven't really made Jesus my first love. Like he's one of them. He's in there, but he's not really my first. And that's why I kind of got, you know, a little off track. And then her saying, I'm going to commit to that. And I'm going to commit to waiting for Mr. Right. And not just dating to date, but having a purpose and, and all that. And then the next book is all the things that happen when you do that. So it's not always easy to wait for Mr. Right. There's other people who come along and they, you know, there's things like that. There's also, what do you do when he likes me, but I don't like him back. What do you do when I like him and he doesn't like me back? Like, is that rejection? Is that God's protection? All the things that girls go through in their season of waiting and and walking out, just a whole bunch of things. And then at the end of the book, you, um, she's technically met him, but the third book is sort of their courtship and falling in love. And, and also that when you are, even when you're with the right person, you have to trust God. You have to listen you have to pay attention. And it's not just this fairy tale where everything goes amazing and you never have to work through a challenge or you don't have to use your faith. Sometimes girls feel like once I meet the right guy, I will never shed a tear. Life is perfect. It's amazing. And, and really just kind of being honest about the fact that life is life and we need God the whole journey, but it's her spiritual growth and really coming to own, really own her life, own her relationship with God, own her relationships or friendships and, and with her family as well, becoming honest with her family and working together as a team to navigate life. Man, I wish I had that book when I was growing up. <laughs> oh my goodness. I resonate with everything you said. I was like, that was me the whole way. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, like I love the Lord, you know, but it just didn't have really good guidance. My mom was a great mom. I'm never going to say mm-hmm. she was bad, but mm-hmm. you know, she just, one of those didn't have the the tool. She didn't have the yeah. tools to be able to walk me through that, you know? And, but as I'm listening to your book, oh my gosh. I'm like, the storyline, like it's really the life of a girl going, you know, growing up and wanting to get married one day and want to have a boyfriend. And yeah, like, so have you ever read the book from, oh man, John Eldridge, Wild at Heart? I have heard many wonderful things about it. I have not read it myself. What a great book. Yeah. And, And what we were trying to do was there are so many good resources to put in our girls' hands about 
like purity or the value of waiting for this or that, or, or your relationship with God. And so our hope was to put some fiction in their hands because a lot of, I've had a lot of girls write into me. I've cried over their messages. They're beautiful. And I've had girls write and say, I have to be honest. I've never read a whole book before, but I read yours in a week. Now, those girls who are readers, a lot of times they're like, I read it in 24 hours. I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to see what was going on. And so we didn't write it to be the greatest classic novel or super long. We wanted them to be digestible. If you're a great reader, then you're going to buzz through it and enjoy it. And you're going to learn. Jesus taught through parables. Images are sticky. Stories are sticky. We get messages from girls all the time. That's like, I'm a hundred percent Julia. Like I saw myself here and there. And we get messages from girls who say, I was in a situation and suddenly I realized this is just like what Julia went through. And I realized what I needed to do to navigate that. Wow. That would steer me away from danger. When I'm working with moms, you know, some of the teens that are writing in, like some of them don't have moms. And they've been saying like, I feel like Julia's mom is my mom mentoring me. And then a lot of girls write in and say, Julia's mom reminded me what a treasure I have in my mom. And so it's been a really beautiful tool. Like if you're already a mom that's that's investing in your, your, can you tell me educator in your student, (laughs) in your daughter and and all that, it just strengthens the good mentoring you're already doing. You know how it's, I don't know if you saw father, the bride, have you ever seen that it was Steve Martin Yeah, and he tells his daughter who's just fallen in love. She's engaged. And he goes, Hey, it's a little chilly. You should put on a jacket. And she's like, no, 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 I'm fine. But then when her fiance goes, actually, babe, it's a little chilly. She's like, oh, okay, I'll put it on. You know, so sometimes (laughs) his parents were like, didn't I tell you to put the jacket on? You know, but when someone else says it, it reinforces the truth that we're saying. And I've learned with my four children, I'm constantly mentoring, sharing my great wisdom, of course, but I'm actually okay if they've initially not really listened to me, but someone else reinforces it, maybe like their mentor at church or whatever, I've learned to just go, well, thank God they put the jacket on. Like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If they came from me the first time or this mentor, the third time, it's okay. They put the jacket on. That's what matters. And so that's what we wanted to provide a tool for moms. And so we found different moms use it different ways. Some moms have already established incredible communication with their teens. Mm-hmm. So they've read it together or they look, let's do a book club. And then I know I personally had my kids read them, my daughters, and then we did a book club. So we'd go talk through the chapters at Panera or at a cute cafe and we made it fun, but we made it intentional because the conversations that come out of it are precious. And what happens is your teen, because you're not talking about their issues, They can see, you can talk about tough stuff. You can talk about real things. They actually feel very valued and grown up that you're talking about this stuff with them. They're like, my mom's talking to me about dating stuff and, and life dynamics. And it's just a beautiful way to build rapport. And then what happens is as they see, you can talk about Julia's things, things of her friends. I mean, in the novel characters who make good choices, you know, takes them down a good path. Those that don't, you can see that it took them down a path. You know, it's just so much to talk about. And what then when they can see, you can talk calmly and give wisdom on this. A lot of times then girls will say, mom, I didn't tell you, but I've been chatting with somebody online and I didn't tell you. So the novel has so much more to it. It's like being a good friend. It talks about honoring your parents. Like it talks about 
owning your life and your choices and how the choices, you know, affect way more than you think, you know, and you got to think things through and owning your safety, not putting yourself in bad positions because it may be someone else's crime, hundred percent, someone else's crime, but it's your pain. So we, as women of God, we've got to take responsibility for as much as we can making great choices so that we're under protection of things and, and all these types of things. And it's just a really good tool. And if maybe you have a teenager who maybe is a little more strong-willed, maybe a little less communicative, maybe a little, it's a bit a little harder, this is a way that they can honestly just read it on their own. <laughs> you know, you don't have to necessarily talk through it all. I've had girls write me and say, wow, I'm glad I read this. I've been completely off track. And this has helped me get back on. I've had girls say, I now, so Julia models a lot of things. The main character, she's a great girl. She is not trying to be rebellious. She's just young. Actually, the name Julia means youthful. So what the mistake she's making is not because she's some rebellious teen who's just going to like make her parents miserable. Like she honestly just, because it's in first person, you see how she rationalized. Oh, I know this, but I'm sure it'll be that. And she's really rationalizing things away. And she's not, a. she loves the Lord. It just shows she's making youthful mistakes. And so we're trying to show the girls some maturity and then have Julia model when she starts owning things, being honest about things that she grows. And as she grows, how God works things into her life. But in, in novel two, she starts saying, okay, Jesus wasn't my first love. I want to make him my first love. So she starts doing devotions. So we model how she writes in her journal. So instead of dear diary, she writes dear heavenly father or dear father and how she writes out prayers. So I've had girls write to us and say, I've started journaling like Julia and I write a prayer to God every day. And I tell him what I'm really thinking and feeling. And so just some beautiful modeling that we can use. So whether you discuss it or whether you just put it in their hands and pray, they read it, you know, it it has value for different purposes. Now, do you have like a blueprint, a template that they can ask questions to their daughter? Like, do you have like a format for them to be able to do that? We actually do have discussion guides that go with each novel, which is things you could ask, things you could talk about. And those will be on the website when it's reopened. So that has been on our website. I have to look, we do, our blog is still up. We're just kind of putting a new face on it. We've been doing this for a minute and I'll have to look and see. You can actually go on our blog. That's actually live. And I'll bring it up at the end, but on our blog, I think you might be able to get to the discussion guides, but if not, they'll be up soon. Our website, I'm hoping to have it, you know, done by October. I just took on a huge project at an academy. So (laughs) I've been putting in lots of hours there. So once I I have a chance to do that, but yes, because it is helpful to have just some ideas of things to talk about. So yes, everyone has a guide and then the devotion itself basically takes the girls through every novel. And it gives scripture. So it's sort of like in the novels themselves, she talks about God. She has great conversations with her mom or grandmother, like her friends, leaders, all this stuff. So there's probably like three to five scriptures in the whole series, right? Where she like prays through one or whatever, because it's a fiction, it's fiction. However, the workbook is the story behind the story. It's the like, let's look at Julia's story now from a spiritual perspective. What's really going on here spiritually? Because I want girls to learn to love the word of God. 
The Bible is relevant. It ministers to your heart. So I want them to start seeing that the things Julie's going through, it talks about it all in the Bible. It's all in there and about our guarding our heart or just the Lord, you know, who he is to us and how we lean into him and we get closer to him. And so the, yeah, it's a devotional. So it's basically like Julia in chapter three, Julia decides that Jay is da, 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 da. But what's really going on here? And then they read a scripture and they get to journal. They get to kind of journal in the workbook, like their thoughts, they answer questions, and then they're supposed to grab their actual journal and write a letter to God at the end of each entry. And they're very beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. So a lot of critical thinking, a lot of introspection and really kind of thinking through decisions, not just making them emotionally so that way when they do arise in that position because they're probably going to come to that point in their growth this is going to be like a road stop where they're going to get how beautiful they already have what they can do girls yeah. said in on like the girl who wrote into you like julia did this and i knew what to do that's really powerful especially <laughs> you know when you're a mom and you really care about your daughter and this is just an area that maybe you didn't struggle in or maybe you over struggled in it you know what i mean and you don't know exactly how to navigate these waters because it could be difficult but to have a tool where both of you can talk about it feel just secure knowing like wow this comes from another a christian perspective they have my beliefs i love that so where can they find your book where can they purchase your book i know your website is down right now but is there an opportunity for them to be able to get it <laughs> yes so we're published through harrison house publishing so we're officially published so you can go to the harrison house but i just recommend going on amazon you can find if you just put Lisa Raftery period. So R A F E R Y. Yeah. And you know, Mr. Wright, it'll, it'll pop up and the three yeah. books are there and the most current copies get the ones that have an actual picture of a girl on them. Those are, um, some of the older copies might be on Amazon that were earlier editions and had just graphics, but the actual ones from Harrison house are, they have an actual girl on the front and you can see like, it's supposed to be Julia or whatever. Now, interestingly, that was the choice of the publisher to do because I've had girls of all ethnicities read this. And I preferred graphics because I want every girl to really relate to the character, whether or not she looks like the girl on the front, but that's okay. That's the decision that was made. But I've had girls come to me and say, oh my gosh, I read this, but I thought her name was Julia. Like, I didn't even think of her name as Julia. You know, it's so funny. So like, I want them to relate to her for who they are because she's kind of every girl. Yeah. She's every girl who, you know, wants similar things and all that. But yes, they can get it off Amazon. You can get it from Barnes and Noble. I think the most economical choice is Amazon. Now, sometimes Amazon runs out of our devotional. So if you are looking for the devotional, I would say get the novels off. Amazon, if you need the devotional, because sometimes they're out of stock, they, they print more and then they get out, then feel free to go to Harrison house. And if for some reason that's laborious, just email me. I can help you at Lisa Raff coach. Yeah. I could put it in these show notes for sure. So all they okay. have to do is do a click and go. Yes. Lisa Raff coach at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'll have all of your links in the show notes to every single place where your books can be purchased. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. There is a girl, so I think they have the right the yeah, right Amazon ones on has there. the right ones. It's just yeah. as you keep looking, you might go, why are there different covers? Yeah. And you know, I tell moms, listen, um, innocent is good, right? Mm -hmm. We all love our girls. We want them to remain innocent. Innocent is great, but naive isn't. Ooh, so I always good. just remind moms like like our one of our jobs is to truly set up our our daughters to win as they become adults and go into their marriages or the careers or whatever God has for them to set them up to win because they have a great understanding of things. So I just want to encourage you that this novel does have a lot of mature things. Not mature is probably the wrong word because you're going to think rated R. It's not like that. It's like. <sighs> you know, but it's like PG 13, right? So in other words, real life dynamics, but it's handled in such a discreet way that for example, I would rather have something referred to someone. Oh, that was my experience in like three little sentences, instead of walking them through something traumatic in the novel, you know? So there's a lot of talking about this that happened or whatever, but it's very tasteful. I would rather have though, than my daughter to read three sentences that are like, Oh, I didn't really think about that. For example, oh, maybe kissing with a boy in a parking lot in an isolated place, not a good choice, you know, right. like, but just having a three sentence re reference to it is a lot different than having really in-depth chapters of, it's just, I'm telling you that, yes, we deal with real things that girls need to think about and you can't guard against what you don't know. So right. we don't want the naive, we want them innocent, but it's very tasteful. But I always tell moms, it behooves you to read it first. Yeah. So read it first because we always get, how old should my daughter be to read this? And I say, well, you know your teen better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's better to get in a little early than a little late, but it's better to get in at all. So yeah. if, if you're like, oh my gosh, my daughter's been experiencing all these things. I don't know what to do. That's great. Introduce it at any point. But I would rather get in a little early and set my daughter's understanding so she's not blindsided Right. Wait to where she's already had the experience. I had a pastor write us and he was just so grateful because his daughter, after reading this, got a lot of healing and a lot came out of things that they didn't know had happened to her on site. Mm. And he thought, I wish I'd had a tool earlier to understand some things. You know, he, he's like, I wish I had the tool earlier versus now we have a lot of behavioral issues because that was never revealed. So it's good to get in early, you know, your teen, read it first, and then you'll know when is the right time for their stage of life and their level of maturity. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on today because you've given me so much gold. Like, oh my gosh, I honestly really truly do wish I read these books when I was younger. I do think a lot of decisions I made were not erroneous, obviously, and probably could have been avoided, but I will most definitely be recommending these books to moms who have teenage girls and the up and coming. It's so important. It just really, really is important. I think a lot of girls want to keep their purity. They want to be able to stay innocent. They don't want to be naive. I think you said it so perfectly right. They don't want to be naive, but they also, you know, want to keep those things that are beautiful which is beautiful to, to remain a virgin to your marriage. It is beautiful yes. to be pure. It is beautiful to and have those actually, things. actually not to be a spoiler, you know, spoiler alert, closure. Yeah. That is a theme of it is she yeah. commits to that. That becomes important to her. Yeah. And it's a beautiful end of the book when she's like, 
you know, able to meet that goal. Cause that was something that really mattered to her. And so it's kind of beautiful. Cause you see a girl set that goal, meet it. And then you see girls who didn't meet that goal, find grace and forgiveness. And then they make that choice from that moment. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. Then you come to that realization and you make that yeah. it counts. It counts to your heart, counts yeah. to God, counts to your husband. And all that. Yeah. So that is one of the themes. So as we're wrapping up, can you just give us one big takeaway that you want parents to walk away from this conversation with? Probably just that your girls really need you. They really need you. They, you have invested more than anyone else in them. You know them better than anyone else. And as we're there for our girls, it's just so important. We prepare them for life and we show them that it's not, for example, that certain things are bad. It's about being in the timing, right? So for example, we get to set their understanding that sex within marriage is beautiful. It it only becomes ugly when it's not done in God's design, right? And so giving them just healthy understandings about things and even for themselves, for their fit, God has a plan for them, a future for them. They need us. They need us to cheer us on. They live in a difficult world where they feel very compared with social media, with, you know, who knows what, movies, unrealistic expectations of what things really are like. And so they need us, they need us to set understanding, but they really just need us to cheer them on that we believe in them. And I tell my students, my daughters all the time that you have a good head on your shoulders and you have the Holy spirit. And I know that as you navigate life, you're going to make good choices. And then I'm also here for when you make mistakes, because you're young, maybe something blindsided you, maybe you thought I'm going to step over a line. You can always come to me because what family does is we pray, we bring it to God and we navigate life with you. So they need you be that space where you're going to help them get to where they need to go, whether they're always doing it right, or maybe making mistakes, but you're there to help them and point them to God's way. Oh, Lisa, that was beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing your wisdom and all of your experience with us and your amazing resources. Thanks again for coming on today. Thank you, Bex. Thank you for what you're doing. We appreciate you as well. Bye. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, Follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.